Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He is the master of the mod. And football expert. I looked at last year's top 20 sackers in the NFL, and there's 28 of them because eight of them, you know, it tied. And 18 of them were first-round picks. And 12 of them were picks 1 through 15. So history would say, if you're going to trade up, and I've seen, you know, the trade-ups for Chris Olave and Jamison Williams, but history would dictate if you're going to trade up, you trade up to get Edge Rusher. He's a man who enjoys an ice-cold beer. Give me one of those famous giant beers I heard so much about. And a travel aficionado. There are things to do right here. You don't need to go to the Caribbean. Or you don't need to go to Europe. You don't need to do things. You just go to where we go. Jay Binkley of Bink at Night joins the drive. Oh, boy. I planned on talking Chiefs with Jay Binkley. I think you guys will understand at least why we're not going to talk Chiefs off the top. Nick Saban has told his team today that he is retiring. This was first reported by Chris Lowe of ESPN. Nick Saban is retiring. Sources tell ESPN there was a team meeting today at 4 o'clock in which he told them that he is no longer going to be the head coach at Alabama. I believe that he is the greatest college football coach that we have ever seen, and now this leaves a massive opening in the sport. (laughs) Jay Binkley joins us in studio. Binkley, I will start with this. You were the Alabama athletic director. You have a 70-year-old head coach. So you can't say that this completely catches you off guard. Like, it is your job to have a short list of people ready for if something happens to Nick Saban. When he tells you this is his decision and he is done being the head coach at Alabama, and you thank him for everything that he's done and he leaves the office, who is your first call? My first call would be, it's got to be someone that can handle pressure. It's got to be someone that can handle stress. It's got to be somebody that can handle um, people getting upset with the two-loss season. Uh, it's special people that can you know, withstand it. It's got to be someone that's won before, too. you got to have someone that, uh, a little bit different than how Nick Saban took over. Yeah, he'd won at LSU and had that first national title under his belt. Ends up with seven overall. But Dabo Sweeney would seriously be a, a strong call to me. He's won two national titles. He played at Alabama and won a national title at Alabama. So, obviously, you have a successful coach. Yeah, he's had his issues this year, and he's getting mad at Neil and everything else. But so was Nick Saban for a while until he was able to adjust to it. But the fact is, Dambo's won. He can withstand the pressure. He's, he's had a ton of success at Clemson. And he comes in with that winning attitude. And he played for Alabama and won a national title himself. So, now that you have that – When's it a coach? When's it a player? That's one of my first calls uh, that I would make. Another call that I, I um, you don't want to see the guy hopping around jobs all the time, but I think the guy is a, a completely creative mind in college football is Lane Kiffin. And it's, it's going to be interesting because two of the best programs 
in college football history, the number one and two team in wins. Going to have job openings probably. By the way, Michigan. Real quick, Brett McMurphy, friend of the show, is reporting that Dan Lanning is expected to be the top target to replace Saban. Dan, Dan Lanning. Lanning from Oregon. Yeah, I mean, my, my short list would be, if I'm the Alabama AD, Dan Lanning is my second call. The first call I'm making is to Kirby Smart. That's my first call. Bring him back. I'm calling Kirby. Now, I, I understand that yeah, he's kind of made his name. It would be like calling Nick Saban if you were in Georgia a couple years ago. I get all that. I'm forcing him to say no. I know that's your alma mater. I get all of that. Alabama is a better job than the one that you have. I'm at least forcing you to say no. If you say no, I get it. But right. you were the assistant head coach, the DB coach, the defensive coordinator. You know how it runs here at Alabama. There's no one that knows it. You can then weaken one of your rivals in a team. We are expanding the playoffs. There's only going to be, what, two, three spots we think per year in the SEC. Let's weaken one of our competitors, and let's go get who now I think is the best coach in college football now that Saban's out and we think Harbaugh is leaving. And then my second call would be Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning's 37 years old. He could have that job for 15 years, 20 years. If, if Dan Lanning would fit, yeah, I mean, he was at Georgia, so Dan Lanning you know, knows the SEC well because he's defensive coordinator at Georgia, so that's a nice fit there. Lane Kiffin, you to be the offensive coordinator really one of Nick Saban's best offensive coordinators ever had at Alabama won a couple national titles when he was at Alabama I know he's hopped around but players love him um, he's got a great personality he's a great recruiter and he just gave Ole Miss their first 11 win season this last year they have never had one which is crazy never had one in the history of Ole Miss football uh, he hit number 11 you think Dan Lanning's taking that job if offered 100 percent I just think he Kind of like with Kirby. How about that Park Hill South to Alabama, man? Oregon's, Think about just, that chain. Oregon's just one of those jobs <laughs> that I could I could understand why you said no. You have everything that you yeah. need there. You got the backing of Nike. You're moving. Yeah. I, I could understand it. Now, I think if you're Alabama, you're still in a great spot if you get those. Like, if you're telling me that your fallback plan is Lane Kiffin as head coach, that's a good fallback. Like, that's a really good option E if you need to pull that court out. Hey, Lane, you're at Ole Miss. You ain't winning the national championship at Ole Miss. You can't hear at Alabama. Come be our head coach. But I think you call Kirby first, and I think you make Dan Lanning say no. I, I, I'd call Dabo. You don't like calling Dabo? Is Dabo. I mean, the, the, he does have a national title I'm, I'm with, as a player there. This is my question about Dabo, though, in 2024. Is he going to play the SEC game? Because the way that Dabo is trying to do it, we're not going to take transfers. We're not leaning into NIL. You ain't making the playoff. Yeah, he's got to adjust to that. He's got to adjust to so that. If, if you're telling me that Dabo is now going to play the same game that everybody else yeah. is playing, but you're not going to be the only team in the SEC not playing that game. George is playing it. Ole Miss is playing it. And this conference is getting tougher now. Texas is coming in. Oklahoma is coming in. Missouri's supposed to be good next year. You're not going into the SEC not playing the same games that everybody else is playing. Well, he's getting ready to go hit the Big Ten, which is tough yeah. itself. When you see how good that is, the national title game is essentially Big Ten teams, too. Here's the funny thing about landing. First coaching job, well, I've talked about it before, but 2008 to 2010, he was the special teams and wide receiver coach at Park Hill South, man. That's not that long ago. See that? That's the first year the iPhone came out, wasn't it? It was seven. So Dane Landing was right down here off 635 over here to uh, Park Hill South. Can you imagine going from there to Alabama in 15 years? I mean, that, that is an unbelievable trajectory. Can I ask you guys a name that you guys haven't brought up? Yeah, of course. Steve Sarkeesian. 
He just took Texas to the final four. He knows the NIL game well at Texas. He coached at Bama and is a successful head coach. And beat Bama. I, Sark is a name to keep an eye on here because it's not like Bama can't outbid Texas. Yeah. I rather have Lane and have Sarkeesian if, I have, if those are my two choices. Really? Why? I rather because have Sark Lane. has been more successful at Texas than Lane has at Ole Miss. I mean, I also think it's just easier to have success at Texas than it is to have at Ole Miss either. That's as true. Well. I, just, I, I just think, like, if you're going to give Lane those parts and those pieces, I just find it really hard to believe that he's going to fail. If you're going to call Dan Lanning, you're going to call Kalen DeBoer as well? I think you have to. University of Washington, Coach of the Year. He did beat Dan Lanning twice this year. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, his issue just is really the offensive line and defensive line. But that's, still in his 40s. That, that's not going to be a problem well, in know, Alabama. But a high-profile offense, yeah, you can bring in whatever defensive coordinator. But Kalen DeBoer, I mean, here's a guy that's still in his 40s, beat Dan Lennon twice. I mean. Is there an NFL coach you think would take that job? Not even just a, somebody that got fired, an offensive coordinator. Like, if you're Ben Johnson and you're the, if you're the Lions offensive coordinator, I'm interested in listening to what Alabama has yeah, to say. Yeah, be interesting, but in the head coaching experience. And, again, I think it takes somebody with that at Alabama. I think you have to have had been a head coach just because of – all that pressure coming to you. I don't think you want to learn on the job being a head coach at a pl- Okay, maybe at Cincinnati, you know, maybe at Oregon State, but not at Alabama. Right now, we're joined in studio by Jay Binkley. If you guys missed it, Nick Saban announced today that he is retiring. He's stepping <laughs> down Grable, as, the, as the head coach <laughs> at Alabama. We're going through some of the possibilities <laughs> of where he could potentially land. Bink, let's get to Super Wildcard Weekend and get your thoughts on everything that is happening with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. It is very simple to me with Kansas City. We can talk about the drops. We can talk about the penalties. We can talk about a lot of things. Turnover differential. They're minus 11 in turnovers this season. You're not going to the Super Bowl. I don't care how optimistic you are on Kansas City. It's not being negative. It is just it, it is just facts of football. And if you were going to lose the turnover differential against postseason teams, you are losing and you are getting eliminated. Kansas City can still have some of the flaws. They do not need to turn into a perfect team in this final month of the season. But you can't turn the ball over three times on Saturday and think that you were beating this no. Miami Dolphins team. You're not going on the road against Buffalo and turning it over twice and expecting to win those games. If they could fix the turnovers that they have had this season, they can win any game remaining this season. I'm just curious how this thing's going to go out and go down because of the weather. I just wonder how much that's going to change. And it does slide into Miami because they are a very good running team. One of the top running teams in the NFL. And it looks like Mostert will come back. Probably could have played last week. Not an A-chan. is just a different special kind of player. That guy's scary, man. He's got scary speed. Here's the one thing about the Dolphins. They've lost their last 10 when the game time temperature is under 40, right? I mean, you know this. Everybody kind of knows this. Dolphins don't play well when it's under 40. Basically, they're a whole bunch of Derek Cars. is what the Dolphins are. They're terrible when it's under 40. So see that I went and looked at the game time temperature for all these 10 games. How cold was it? You know what the average of those 10 games was? 29 degrees. It's going to be a hell of a lot colder at Arrowhead Stadium than 29 degrees. You know what the average margin of defeat is? Because they've been hammered the last 10 games when it's under 40 degrees. 14 and a half, almost 15 points. The Dolphins have lost the last 10 games. And some of the, this all since 2017. I mean, it's not like, you know, ancient history. It's all since 2017. They've been beat by several touchdowns when the, when the weather is under 40. But I do think that running game, maybe not the Tyree kill, not the Jalen Waddle. I think it's Achan uh, in, in most dirt if he plays. 
I think this is going to be a low-scoring slugfest kind of game. I just I don't trust Kansas City's offense enough to put up a lot of points in this game, and I certainly don't feel that way about Miami, and that's why I'm really pounding the drum for the turnover differential. I think that there are two things that yeah, Miami they, they is going to have to overcome. Man. It's going to be cold, and hands are going to want to fumble it. No. It's going to be bad. There's two things I think they have to overcome. They have to overcome the inexperience of Tua, of never playing in a postseason game. We have the stat. First-time playoff starters are 25 and 44 since 2002. Like, you do not have a high winning percentage in these scenarios if this is your first postseason game. And your point about the cold. The Dolphins are 1 and 17 since January of 2017. And your quarterback is from Hawaii. You played at Alabama. And he plays pro football in Miami. He's not exactly been exposed to the elements. It's going to be some elements Saturday. Are, are the Dolphins a physical enough team to win this game with all the injuries that they have? It'd be one thing if they were fully healthy. I don't if think you so. you got to go get Justin Houston and Bruce Irving, and and you got to make those kind of moves in yeah. January to give you a chance in the postseason. They're now the oldest team in the postseason with some of the moves that they had to make over these last couple of days to kind of field a competitive roster. They're not going to have their top four pass rushers from the regular season because of some of the injuries. Are they a physical enough team to go out and win this game? Not anymore. I I think that they were. Do you realize with the Chiefs, you know, their Chiefs are number two in quarterback sacks, right? 57. The Ravens led the league with 60. Chiefs are number two. You know who's number three? The Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins sacked the quarterback 56 times this year. The Chiefs are 57. But as you say, everybody's out with injuries. Losing Chubb really hurts that team. So, yeah, I think they were physical right now. I don't think so. I think they're relying on being more finesse. That's why they're getting beat up lately. There was a cut from Nate Taylor of The Athletic talking about this team should really embrace Marty Ball down the stretch. Is that kind of where you are with this team, that they need to really rely heavily on Isaiah Pacheco and playing defense? 100%. I mean, it's what you are. At some point, you have to realize what you are and what you're good at. And as much as you want to put 30 points a game on the board, as much as you want to air the ball out, what they are still with the sixth leading passing team in the NFL, but that's not why they're at where they're at. They're at where they're at because of defense. Just be a tough physical team. You know, they they had to raise attention. Everybody knows the Chiefs defense is good. They rarely talk about it, but they know. These coaches know. These NFL teams know. But that defense is extremely physical. The Chiefs pop people, man. They like hitting. And, you know, Justin Reed comes up making his hits. Trent McDuffie likes to come up and make hits. Leo Chanel definitely does. But this team loves to hit. They're a physical brand of football. And I think they've accepted who and what they are in Mahomes. We started to see some things in that Bengals game where they, you know, they tried to speed things up and things became a little more clear. They had a little more explosive plays. Uh, the running game is Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's really bad. Uh, last several weeks, it's been good and bad. Against the Raiders, it was terrible. Against the Bengals, it was good. But remember, the Bengals suck at stopping the run. I've had a formula for Kansas City that I think they need to really follow this postseason. Run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, limit mistakes, play good defense. That I'm with you. The Chiefs have to understand what they are. We have seen this offense be a high-flying, go out there. If you didn't bring 30 to the party, then you were not beating Kansas City. It, it, it was just not realistic be to think are. that you were beating Kansas City. This game is not going to be 35-31. This game is going to be 21-17 on either side. 
are the Chiefs going to fully lean into what I think their formula needs to be, whether it's Saturday in minus five degree and the wind could be howling, whether it's next week potentially on the road against Buffalo or if they have to go on the road against Baltimore. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is throwing for 320 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. Not with this offense, not with the weapons that they have. This needs to be a game in which Isaiah Pacheco runs it 21 times for 105 yards and two touchdowns and you utilize that quick screen game, getting the ball out really quickly to Rasheed Rice, using that extension of the run game. That needs to be the formula for this team. And who knows if it's going to be close. It's going to be Pacheco. It sounds like it's going to have to be him, you know, heavy presence of Pacheco and him blocking back there is look good too. But you got to know who you are. How many times see that, you know, someone's a really average person, and when they go out, they dress up, and just look at them and say, man, I say, that ain't you, man. That ain't you. Just be who you are. Just understand who and what That's you are. That's how I would feel if I saw you in a tie. Well, yeah, just be who you are. You know what I'm <laughs> That's how I would feel. But, yeah, just Mahomes, control the football. It's amazing. And I know we're probably going to talk about it, but the Mahomes playing football on the road here if they get through this one. And here's the funny thing about it, Carrington. This blows my mind. Do you know he's thrown for 1,642 more yards on the road than at home? And you say, well, how many games? Two more games. Two games he's thrown for 1,600 more yards. He has 119 touchdowns passing on the road, 100 at home. I mean, that is like completely bad. You have like two more games on the road and you have 1,600 more yards. It blew my mind when I was looking at some of these numbers, the home and road. Hey, Bink, did you know that on Friday, January 12th, starting at 6 o'clock at Cinderblock Brewery, yes. we're going to have our third annual playoff yep. Pilsner release. Dusty's going to be there broadcasting live starting at 6 o'clock. The entire 610 Sports radio staff is going to be there, and we're also playing a very special game called Left Right Center. So if you know what I'm talking about, come prepared to play Left yeah. Right Center. You also can talk a little football. You can ask Binkley who he yeah. thinks is going to be the next head coach at Alabama. You can get all of our thoughts on the postseason, and F325 Barbecue is going to be there. They've got a special uh, tailgate menu. They've got wings, mac and cheese, barbecue sandwiches. It's going to be a really, really fun time. I just didn't know if you knew that was going to happen, so I wanted to tell you that so you could be prepared. <laughs> How about Saban's buddy, Belichick? <laughs> they're going to retire together. Well, even they're right off so, in the sunset. Even though he's so old. Yeah, they're going to go fishing together now. Yeah, they just go yeah they're going to they're gonna ride off uh, in the sunset. Keep in mind, see, Saban wasn't real wild about the Neil Dill either. I mean, he wasn't as boisterous yeah. about it as, as Dabo was. But this is new era of football, and I do think the gap between pro coach and college coach has never been this close. Never. Because college coaches used to have the power, man. You want to transfer? We're not transferring in this conference. Now the kid just goes in, hits the transfer portal, and is gone any school he wants to go to. Plays at Auburn, he can go to Alabama the next day. I mean, it's that simple. And the, the money they can get, their free agency is what this is now. But the gap's never been closer. I, I think that when you see pro and college coaches going back and forth, there used to be quite a bit of difference coaching in college or pro. It's very similar now. Where do you think Bill Belichick is coaching next season? L.A. Chargers, not Rams. I think he's in the division. Where do you think that Jim Harbaugh is coaching next season? Raiders. Wow. You uh, think the division is about the, to get very interesting. The Raiders are going to make hardcore pat, uh, pressure on him, and I, th- I think that uh, the allure there is for Harbaugh. So, I mean, it's just a, a wild, wild guess. Oh, of if course. You, you're going to say, I, I'd say, yeah, this division could have Harbaugh and Belichick very easily in it next year. I think Washington is a sleeper in all of this with their new owner. Bill Simmons has this like new owner theory that you always try to come in and you try to like plant your step. I own the team. Now, if you're him and you got a lot of money to spend and they got a lot of money to spend, you got a lot of influence, a lot of power with the commanders. 
are you going to get your third, fourth option? Like Harbaugh sitting there, Belichick sitting right there. I really like Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. I think he's potentially the next Zach Taylor, the next Matt LaFleur, the next Mike McDaniel. I think he's going to be one of those kind of coaches. Are the commanders going to be kind of left holding the bag here? I I, I don't think so. I, I I think Washington's a real big sleeper. In and this. he stays and, on and the they East also Coast. Got the, and they also got the second overall pick. Yeah, which is huge because he needs a quarterback. Because I, I, I can't see him taking another job unless that quarterback was there. Now, Vegas doesn't have that guy yet, obviously. Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy Garoppolo aren't it. Uh, L.A. with Herbert does. That's the most attractive job because of who's the quarterback. That's what makes the Chargers job different. I just know that. There are so many good jobs out now. When you're going to have, because you know Harbaugh's leaving, you're going to have Michigan and Alabama open the same year. That is, that's that major dominoes that'll fall across college football. Because whoever takes it will be a head coach of a big time place, and then they'll have to replace that one and that one and so forth. But it's about to get nuts. It feels like a couple of years ago, whenever all of those jobs switched hands, like Texas hired a new coach. You remember LSU hired a new coach. Notre Dame also had a new coach. USC, that Lincoln Riley offseason. Chip Kelly's going, look at me, look at me. Yeah, this this, this feels like it's going to be one of those kind of offseasons because obviously the dominoes are going to fall. Alabama's going to take a big-time job. Michigan, I actually think Michigan promotes from within. I think the uh, more the coordinator that was stepping in when Harbaugh, I think he just takes that job. I don't think Michigan's going outside the family for their hire. Where Oregon probably will. Where one of those programs that they lose somebody. But I, I just, I, I, I'd be a little bit surprised if Michigan hired somebody else's head coach. Going to be some big time jobs available in the NFL now with the Seahawks because they they pay, they'll spend money. So I mean, there's. There's some prime jobs out there. Is there a job that you look at in the NFL and you think, oh, that job's kind of interesting, like Atlanta, for example? Atlanta would be interesting. I mean, the quarterback situation is not good. I say the Chargers situation is good because you have Justin Herbert, but you're in a division with Mahomes and Reed, and that's that's the downside. That's the downside if you go to the Chargers. I mean, unless you're okay with, you know, making a run at the Chiefs, you know, every other year, you know, or you can still get in the playoffs even if you don't win the division. But you can win. You can win there. I mean, they, they, it's a great roster at this point, starting to get to, to where it's going to be flipped very soon. But uh, the best situation is where the best quarterback is. And I think that's uh, out of the jobs that are open is clearly Herbert. Right now, we're joined in studio by our guy Jay Binkley going through some of the top news and stories in the National Football League. It's been a busy day in the coaching world. Pete Carroll has stepped down as the head coach at Seattle. Nick Saban has stepped down. He is retiring as the head coach at Alabama. He run his Mercedes dealership, so he's like four. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably five or six other major openings that are currently in the world of sports as well. This is a really exciting time as we are in that fringe between playoff and also the offseason four teams in the National Football League. Coming up on the other side, we'll get back to Chiefs and Dolphins. We'll also get your thoughts on the other postseason games and which game you are most excited outside of Arrowhead Stadium. We got Bink in studio talking football. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. Tune in every day right at 2 o'clock for your chance to win a free pizza. Free is my favorite kind of pizza. Listen and win right here on 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (laughs) Kansas City is Justin Reed. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. He is stepping down as the head coach at Alabama. With no likely internal replacement at Alabama, here is a quick projected target list. Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer, he is the head coach at Washington. Dabo Sweeney, James Franklin, Mike Norvell, and Marcus Freeman all come with complications and big buyouts. It is difficult to move entrenched coaches. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. I know they like to make you think this. I just saw a defensive coordinator sign a deal and then three weeks later join another team inside the division. We saw Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma and go to USC. We saw Brian Kelly. I'm stopping. No, it's not. It it, it is not difficult. If if Alabama wants Dabo Sweeney to be the head coach and Dabo Sweeney also wants to be the head coach, he will be the head coach at Alabama. It is not difficult to do this. It just takes money to do this. Interesting that Lane Kiffin's name was not on here. Maybe that was just a, hey, I can't name everybody character limits. Can you imagine if they hired James Franklin at Penn State? He couldn't beat Ohio State, Michigan. He's going to get the Alabama job? Yeah. I, def- and I see, like James Franklin. Alabama was shooting for the stars. It really is. And Landing's an up-and-coming coach, too. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But he hasn't done it yet. Same with Kalen DeBoer. You know, they haven't done it yet. He didn't win it. So, I mean, Sark did go down and beat Alabama at Tuscaloosa, but again, he hasn't won a national title, but he won at Alabama as an offensive coordinator. When you see Pete Carroll, do you see him as USC's coach or Seattle's coach? <sighs> to be honest with you, I kind of see it 50-50 because I think of what he did at USC. I mean, he's one of the few coaches that excelled at both because a lot of coaches, you know, failed. Like Nick Saban went to the Dolphins, failed. We've seen other coaches, Spurrier, Lou Holtz, all these guys jump to the NFL and fail miserably. Like he didn't. Like once he was fired in New England, he like wrote a book. It was Win Forever is a great book. And 
he talked about a lot of different things in it and he restructured his whole life. Like he went, he took all the kids from USC out at night one time guy and says, all right, if you're in with me, go to the center, go to, go to midfield. If you're with me, do that. If you want out, go out, leave. And I want to find out who's with me and who isn't. And this is before the transfer portal and all this. And he rebuilt who he was. They didn't want him at USC. That fan base did not want him. They thought he was a failed coach. This is going to be another failed experiment like Hackett coming to USC and Pete Carroll's not going to work out. And he did. And he, cre- <clears throat> and he created an absolute monster at USC. And I can't imagine if name, image, and likeness would have been around when Pete Carroll was at USC. He might still be there, to be honest with you, because that thing was turning into a machine at USC. I mean, he's cranking out Heisman trophies. He had the best players in the country. He was getting the Reggie Bushes of the world. Like we hit him at USC. He did some great stuff in college football, and then goes to the NFL. And, of course, two Super Bowls, one bad call, or he probably has two rings on his finger rather than one from the NFL. But I see 50-50, man, because I think he made his mark in college football, and he made his mark in the NFL. I don't know if Pete Carroll will get enough credit for this. Like, I don't know if history is going to tell this story. You remember that offseason – The plan was not for Russell Wilson to start at quarterback. The plan was for Matt Flynn to start. They actually had paid Matt Flynn. Until Kansas City, the preseason game. And in the preseason games, Russell Wilson started playing really well. But it was Kansas City. And then that third preseason game, they let Russell Wilson play an extended amount. And it was, hey, I don't know, man. This Russell Wilson kid might actually be really good. I think the nation kind of figured it out. And then he made the decision to go with Russell Wilson as their starting quarterback and not Matt Flynn. I don't know if history is going to tell that story correctly about it, but I think a lot of teams and organizations would have went with the veteran quarterback that you had just brought in in free agency and paid. He didn't do that. He went with Russell Wilson. Obviously, they got rewarded by that. Russell took him to two Super Bowls. That was a great uh, 30 for 30, if you ever see it, the uh, drafting Russell Wilson. How much like Snyder and Carol and those guys are sweating it out, waiting as long as they did, thinking Kansas City was going to go grab him, but they grabbed Donald Stephenson instead of Russell Wilson. I'll say this, Carrington, because you ain't robbed too. Because you guys know how hard it is sometimes to get these these guests. Pete Carroll went on when we did like a night show and stuff like this. Like it's the only visiting NFL head coach that I can remember going on. Right. He did it, and he did it. He was fine with doing it, and he jumps on with us at night. I always respect that. Like I always respect Pete Carroll doing this. He then took because that was when Golden Tate had ran into Top Pot Donuts and stole some. Remember when he broke into their Golden Tate? And we asked him about it, and he was cool with it. He So he sent us a bunch of Top Pot donuts, like Pete Carroll. So we sent him barbecue sauce in return, and he tweeted out, thank you. So I always have respect for a guy like that, because you know how hard it is getting that visiting head coach. He came on like three different times when, when the Chiefs would play the Seahawks. But guys, NFL visiting coaches don't do that. Pete Carroll did. Right now, we got Jay Binkley joining us in studio. Uh, Pete is going to join us at the top of the hour Pete going Carroll? through some of these top stories. No, Pete Sweeney. <laughs> is going to join us at the top of the hour to go through these top stories. Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if on Saturday in your mind. Chiefs win if they <laughs> – it's, it's so simple, but it's, it's an old football cliche, but don't turn the ball over. Don't give them – because the opportunity is probably not going to be that whole bunch in this game, but don't give Miami those easy opportunities to score. Chiefs could need Harrison Butker too in this game. And those six field goals he had two weeks ago on the heels of missing back-to-back – field goals and back-to-back games. Um, but the sick, they're going to need Harrison Butker, but just not doing stupid things when you're in the red zone. Penalties, untimely penalties, untimely turnovers. That Miami wins if they control the uh, the running game because the Chiefs have had fits. It, the one weakness in their defense at times has been stopping the run. 
if they could control the clock, as we've seen teams, you know, get out that early lead, control the clock early. If they could continue that, we've seen teams stall. We saw the Raiders do that in Vegas. They got off to a 14 nothing league. Should have been 17 nothing, but they missed a field goal. But they controlled the clock in the beginning. If they could control the clock with that running game, because they will be running the hell out of the ball in this game. I don't think it'll be Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle who should be playing in this game. I think it'll be the ground game for the Dolphins. Do you think Chris Jones is playing his last game in a home uniform at Arrowhead Stadium? I do. I, I think so. I mean, obviously things could work out and there could be some upsets where they do have round two. I mean, it's going to take some upsets to do it, but I think there's a great chance of it. I think there's a great chance of Jones playing his last game at Arrowhead because I think they're going to go another direction. I think they kind of understand the value of Legereus Sneed to this team and he'd be a top priority to resign. Last question here, and I'll get you out of here with this, Bink. You know we appreciate your time. I know you're going to be locked in, dialed in to Super Wild Card Weekend. That's right. What's your favorite game of the weekend that's not the Chiefs? What's your least favorite game this weekend? Favorite game that's not the Chiefs is Rams and Lions. There's something about Stafford. I mean, this, I know that we talk about the NFL being scripted or whatever. Matt Stafford making his triumphant return to Detroit when that town loved Matt Stafford. And, you know, I think Matt Stafford's playing some good football. He went away. He's won a, he's won a Super Bowl. And here comes the Lions finally getting that home playoff game. And, oh, they have to face Matt Stafford. So that is my uh, favorite game. You said what was my least favorite? Least favorite game. Eagles and Bucks. Bank, you and I are on the same page. Eagles and Bucks, man. I understand why that's on Monday night, man. Who cares? They may have to play it. I, well, the play I, I think the Eagles are losing. I think the Buccaneers are going to upset them. Baker Mayfield time. I just don't like the way that Philadelphia is playing heading into the postseason. Like, like, we, we can laugh at Tampa and uh, you shouldn't make the playoffs. You won a bad division. The last two weeks, you lost to the Giants and the Cardinals. You lost five of your last six games. You are not a good football team. And Buffalo had the lead at the end against uh, Philadelphia. That was the week after the Chiefs game. But Nick Sirianni sealed his fate when he was talking crap to Chiefs yeah. fans. Well, seriously, I mean, people talk about that, but he did. They lost in overtime. 37 to, or they beat the Bills 37 34 in overtime. That it's was the game I really thought the Bills were going to win. No. But that's in the win column for the Eagles. I feel like the Bills were the better team in that game. That was all after the Chiefs game. But this is a different team. They're fighting with each other. I think Nick Sirianni's on some, some thin ice as well. He got I, way, way, way too cocky. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, just with the way that this offseason is going with coaching, I feel like there's one more surprise, and it's not Belichick announces. It's one more surprise. I think the, the, the surprise could be Nick Sirianni. If you lose the locker room, you're done. And, I mean, I don't know the inner workings of what's going on. We'll find out because I'm sure that Jason Kelsey retires or something like that. He'll tell you exactly what was going on in Philadelphia. But I, there's something going on with that team. They're not, they're not in sync. They're not playing well. Um, the bickering. Jalen Hurts is not playing like, and I felt this way when the Eagles played the Chiefs. I, I felt like last year's Eagles team was so much better than this year's Eagles teams, even though they had a great record, even though they had one loss when they were, were playing the Chiefs. But, yeah, I, I'll take the Buccaneers, too. It just feels like the Eagles are the Eagles are playing like a long story in the athletic. You know, at the end <laughs> of a season when something goes terribly wrong, we kind of rate for that long ESPN piece, that long athletic piece of what went wrong. It feels like, you know, at some point on January 19th, we get a story that comes across and it's like, 
oh, wow, I didn't know that the Eagles was had, were dealing with yep. all these things. That's how they've played the last month, month and a half or so. We got our guy Jay Binkley joining us in studio to go through some of the top stories in the NFL. We saw earlier today that Pete Carroll has stepped down as the head coach in Seattle. Nick Saban is also retiring. He is no longer going to be the head coach in Alabama. A lot of news. We'll get to it coming up at the top of the hour in the hits. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 